Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area. And we have reached the 25% mark of the Sharks season now with 20 games played. So we're going to kind of dive into where the Sharks are at now, look at which players are overperforming, which players are underperforming, and then, of course, uh, kind of what to look for for these next 20 games. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, J.D. Young, contributor at Fear the Fin, San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, you can watch this on YouTube as well. And we have hit the 25% mark, the three-quarter pole. If you say quarter pole, the horse racing people get very mad at you. But apparently the three-quarter pole mark, which doesn't – I whatever we're 25 technically 15 minutes into the Sens game on monday night will be the 25 minute mark but i didn't want to release this podcast um 15 minutes into the episodes or into the game so no Sens preview i think this is a kind of a better topic right to kind of see where the sharks team is at right now and kind of where they are heading um as as you know especially under a new head coach and how this team is starting to perform. So going to look at where this team is at, kind of start with like a big broad view of the team. Then the next segment, we're going to talk about kind of three players who are overperforming expectations, three players who are underperforming. Then the final segment, kind of three storylines to watch as we head into kind of the halfway point of the season. So um, if you're watching on YouTube, good YouTube day today as uh, I made, Plenty of graphs and all that fun stuff. So um gonna start digging into this bad boy. So the sharks um <laughs> they rank poorly among a lot of the stats here. Um they are 31st in the league on J Fresh Hockey's uh ranking seventh in division. Um only the ducks are are ranked worse than them. You know, you look at their goals for, they're ranked 21st, goals against 29th, goal share 27th, the power play 23rd ranking, which is power play has been improving the finishing, you know, is ranked 24th, expected goals for, ranked 24th, expected goals against 16th. So you've seen the defense start to improve. Um, goal, expected goal share 20, ranked 22nd, PK ranked number one, and then the goalie, their tandem is ranked 25th. And, you know, just some of the kind of, raw numbers for for the sharks team and where they actually rank um you know kind of looking at, at them so their goals for per game they're at 2.8 which is starting to improve over the under two that they were um you know about eight or nine games into the season shooting percentage they're kind of they're at 9.4 which is kind of a lower portion there so uh pk best in the league at 92 and a half percent on the the pk um power play 19.2 percent which is again kind of in the, in the bottom third but that power play we've seen look way more dangerous over the last couple of weeks here you know if they can start to get that going into the the top 
half of the league. Um, and it won't take much for them to kind of, you know, I, I think like the top kind of the middle is like at like 23%. So it's not like it's, it's a massive jump for them. Um, Colorado, 36 and a half percent power play, which is just ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> absolutely insane. But we have seen some improvements over from this team and, you know, looking at their rolling course. So what this does is this takes their, their, the rolling Corsi differential. So this is kind of a five game rolling of where they are compare, um, giving up shot attempts, kind of looking at their shot attempts for and their, and their shot attempts at, um, against. And this team was getting absolutely smoked in the first kind of 10 games of, of when it came to shot attempts where they were just giving up ton of shot attempts and they weren't making as many as you can see over the last kind of, that, that 10 game mark where things start to kind of click for the sharks, they've become kind of an average, you know, they're, they're kind of even right. Where with the amount of shot attempts that they give up versus the amount of shot attempts that they're taking. And then it's kind of a little dip over the last couple of games, especially that Rangers game on Saturday night where they got absolutely uh, blown out when it came to shots. Uh, I, I talked about on the live stream where um actual shot attempts all situations was uh 74 to 43 and then on, on saturday um if you're just looking at five on five it was much better 54 to 37 for the rangers so rangers are kind of doing whatever they wanted their uh type of situation so and then if you want to look at kind of some of the players and guys who've had pretty good seasons or you know kind of guys maybe have struggled the shot attempts to the expected goals. So Timo Meyer is by far and away the Sharks' best player when it comes to that. So he's taking a ton of shot attempts, but he's also taking the these shot attempts are really good. So he he 95 shot spoiler, he's got 95 shot attempts so far. Uh this you know, he's on pace to have almost 400 shot attempts this season, um, uh, which would be outstanding. <laughs> but you know, if you look at, you know, like people are going to be like, oh, wow, Hurdle's kind of in the bad quadrant if you're watching this. You know, it's because he just doesn't take a lot of shot attempts. And that's one of those things of playing with Timo Meyer, right? Timo Meyer is, is you're going to kind of defer to Timo Meyer when it comes to the shots. So, you know, your line mates can have a lot to do with that, especially. And then like LeBanc as well. Um, LeBanc is kind of known for his shooting. So Hurdle on a line with Meyer and LeBanc is kind of the third option when it comes to the actual shots so that's why you kind of see him in that he's not taking as many shot attempts as you would like for someone of hurdle and then the ones that he's taking probably aren't the best because you're kind of dealing with the scraps there so um but you can kind of see where the sharks they have most of their player if you're watching this most of their players are kind of in the bad um quadrant of low shot attempt call and then the expected goes goals are low so they're not taking a lot of shot attempts and the ones that they're do taking aren't very high quality so that's kind of that's kind of seems very par for the course for the sharks of uh what they have been doing this year so if you look at some of the the sharks lines and how they are performing right now um the Meyer hurdle LeBanc line. Um, they are the best line for the Sharks. I think I had this set at like 60 minutes or maybe it was uh, 60 minutes of, of time on ice. Um, Myrtle higher or Myrtle uh, Myrtle Meyer hurdle LeBanc um, close to 60% shot attempts for. So when they are on the ice, they are 
dominating the shot attempts and they have 130 this is all five on five 134 shot attempts for while giving up 91 they're averaging their shot attempts per 60 minutes is 73 so this team is when they meyer hurdle the bank line is on the ice they are controlling the pace uh, of play so that it, and you know they they have 110 minutes together they're controlling doing a great job controlling um, defensive pairings are also kind of in here too. Ferraro and Carlson, you know, they play like 92 minutes all together and they had doing a good job with their shot attempts for 57. I would say that's mostly on the Carlson. Um, they're the Magna Carlson pairing also doing very well too. And they, they've played together a lot now, 211 minutes, 53% shot, uh, attempts. So that Corsi four again, shot when Carlson's on the ice, 224 shot attempts for, 194 given up so and they're, they're shooting 63 uh shots per minute so and then the kind of the bear banoff kotor nieto line which has been kind of put together over the last kind of couple of weeks here shot attempts for 48.6 so not as good as you would kind of expect it's 101 to 107 um but in you know, they're averaging about 54 shots a minute so you know but i, I think that line though you've definitely seen it over the last couple of weeks kind of coming together a little bit more so um the Sturm Benino Kunin line is um getting crushed 42 shot attempts uh 42% of the shot attempts um they have 56 shot attempts for while they've given up 76 and they're averaging uh 44 shot attempts a for every 60 minutes so that's less than a shot a minute from that line so and when you watch that line it kind of makes sense with, with them so um before we continue do want to take a quick break um, and talk to you guys about our friends over at simply safe this episode is brought to you by simply safe and you guys know this time of year the holidays property crimes go up like burglaries and package stuff spike nationally that's why simply safe is here to offer you a 50 percent off their award-winning security system so that's more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy the advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Great thing about it, they have the awesome app, right? So if you're out at a Christmas party, you're out shopping or whatever, you can look on the phone at any time and be like, check your cameras, right? You have HD security cameras that can cover the inside and the outside. Smarter ways to detect motion that alert you when only threats are real. And that way, like, you know, if it's not just a squirrel running in your backyard, you don't have to worry about that. So they have 24-7 professional monitoring service that costs less than a dollar a day, less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system and with their top, again, that top-rated app, right? If you're out, you're at a party, you're out shopping, whatever, you just pull it up, you check your cameras, feel safe, peace of mind. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash NHL. This is their biggest discount of the year. You do not want to miss it. So simplysafe.com slash lockdown NHL. There's no safe like simply safe. All right. Let's get into some of the players who have been a little, you know, some players who've been very good and some players who maybe have been a little uh, disappointing. So, and I think we have to start with Eric Carlson, right? I mean, I have waxed poetically about what Eric Carlson is doing for this team and, how he is a bona fide Norse candidate for the for the Sharks. So 
Eric Carlson this year, uh, 20 games, 11 goals, 17 assists. He is second on the team with shots on goal at 62, playing 25-17 of time on ice. So um, Eric Carlson is playing a ton of minutes and hope that he doesn't get hurt. But, you know, just for kind of the last couple seasons with Carlson, for his time on ice, he played 23-28 last year, 23-36 the year before, 24-31, and then 24-29. So those are all the seasons with San Jose. He hasn't played this much since he was with Ottawa. And you can, you know, not having Brent Burns around, those minutes have to go to somewhere. And Eric Carlson has been making the most of him. Um, Corsi 4, 53%. So when Carlson is on the ice, the Sharks are taking 53% of the shots. Um, so that is good. You are driving goals. Expected goals for is actually only 1.8. So he is has 11, and he's expected to only have 1.8. So he is vastly, vastly uh, outproducing what he is expected of, of, of him. So um, potential regression there. But I think Carlson's just on a heater right now. And good players, they do that. They get on heaters, and there's not much, you know, they just, that's what they do. So um, another defenseman here who's, I think, has been a bit disappointing, especially after kind of the expectations for him. And it's Mario Ferraro, right? Mario Ferraro signed a, a, a pretty hefty contract this, this offseason. And, you know, he's definitely been a fan favorite. But, you know, you're at some point you have to kind of produce offensively. And I know Mario Faro isn't going to become, you know, a Brett Burns or an Eric Carlson, but he's got 20 games this year. He's got one goal, which was an empty netter and he has four assists and 23 shots on goal. Um, again, I know Mario Faro isn't a offensive driving defenseman, you know, like comparison, Matt Benning, has four points this year. Vlasic has four points. Um, Redeem Shimmick ha has a goal. Jacob Magna has six points this year. And yes, Vlasic makes more than everyone else. But like Mario Far, I just, he's, I don't know what he is, right? He's a decent defenseman, but he doesn't really provide much offense. And I think he's cast a lot. Um, you know, he's he's second on the team among defensemen with with average time on ice at 23-16. Corsi four, um, 47%. So again, like Carlson, 53% of the shots, you know, the team was was had 53% of the shots. Um, when he's on Faro, they're kind of getting caved in a little bit here with the 47%, and he has expected one goal four. So again, it's just we, we, Mario Farr is a really fun person and, you know, kind of got to root for it. It's just, I don't know if this contract is, is going to be kind of work out. And so far this season, you know, again, I know he's not, he's not a offensive driving defenseman, but he's, yeah, he's just, he's okay. So that's my worry is, especially with how much you're paying him. Like, what does Mario Ferrer do well for you? He blocks shots, I guess. So that's what Mario Ferrer can do for you. A forward who is way out, kind of. I mean, I did say Timo Mario's going to have 90 points, but 
Meyer Meyer's been very, very good this season. And especially when you consider the first eight games, he basically didn't produce much offensively. And now he's at eight goals, nine assists in 20 games. And he has 95 shots on goal, uh, which is leads the NHL. Um, the man is, is on a mission this year to just produce as much as he possibly can. And he's doing a great job with it. So average time on ice, 1957. So he's playing almost 20 minutes a night, um, which is a lot for a forward. But again, Timo Meyer is very good. Corsi for 55% expected goals for 6.3. So that goes back to that. Not only is he taking a lot of shots, he is taking quality, quality shots. And looking at, again, expected goals um, at five on five expected goals. Timo Meyer is, is second. Nope. Sorry. He's now, he, Jumped ahead of Austin. Matt. He is the has the mo- highest expected goals in the league for at five on five among all all players. So, Timo Meyer is making stuff happen. And if it wasn't for Eric Carlson doing what Eric Carlson is, um, I would probably be losing my mind over what what Timo Meyer is doing right now. So, um, he's producing, and yeah, he's going to continue to produce it if the Sharks just let him kind of run amok that the way, the way he's doing right now. So uh, another forward who is uh, kind of hasn't been producing, Nick Benino. Maybe Nick Benino's just not good at the start of seasons, right? Uh, last year, remember, he went the first like 15, 16, 17 games or something like that without a goal. And then all of a sudden he ended up scoring. So maybe Benino's the second half guy. But um, 17 games, zero goals, one assist. I know he does have two shootout goals. Maybe he's just this shootout specialist for the Sharks. He only has 17 shots on goal, and he's playing almost 15 minutes a night. Corsi for 41%. So every time Nick Benito is on the ice, the other team is taking 59% of the shots uh, attempts. His expected goals for is 1.4. So we'll see. I, I It's just I don't know what to do with – and I don't know if – David Quinn knows to do with with the shark with uh, Nick Benito right now, right? He was supposed to be your third line center. That didn't last very long. And Nico Sturm kind of took that position. You had him on the second line uh, with Couture, and it didn't really work out there. Now he's on the third uh, line with Sturm and Cunning, and that line's kind of getting just caved in constantly, as I talked to about earlier. So I, I just you're kind of stuck with him, and like, what do you do with with, with Nick Benito right now? Because He's just he's not producing and he's known for his defense, but the, the sharks are kind of getting you know caved in every time that he steps on the ice. So um I expect he will be traded this this hopefully he'll be traded. I don't know what these numbers if he'll be, but somebody will take him, you know, of course. Um, but at this point it almost feels like Benino's kind of just holding the fort until one of the young guys are ready to kind of come up and take that spot. So um the last of like the 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 guys who are performing above expectations and Nico Sturm has been an excellent excellent signing for the Sharks. Right, twenty games started on the fourth line. He's now the third line center. Um, six goals, two assists, 
33 shots on goal, 1424 um, time on ice. The Corsi 4 is not where you want it to be, right? With the 45% there. Um, you'd like that closer to 50, but, and the expected goals are 1.8. So, but I mean, he has provided you offense that you're not expecting um, from, you know, from Nico Sturm, who you're paying, you know, $2 million for the next three years. So, Nico Sturm's been a great signing. He's, Definitely added to that secondary scoring that the Sharks have really, really lacked the last couple of years. So I, I think you have to kind of put him in the win category for the Sharks, especially this early uh, part of the season. And, you know, if whenever Bordalo or Eklund or whatever, Serum can play, like he can slide back down to the fourth line and he's going to be an amazing fourth liner. He's been doing solid as a third line center. I still, I, point to i don't think he's the problem on the third line center if all and if you want to think who i think is the problem maybe look rewind like 30 seconds to the guy i was talking about before so then finally i think you guys know where this last one is it's capo kakinen who's been um dreadful i think it's is the only way to start for the for the sharks where he's played six games save percentage of 878 3.70 goals against uh this this year He's allowed 22 goals, but this is what's the bad part is he expected goals against. So he's allowed 22. He's expected like a NHL caliber or kind of like baseline goalie is at 14.73. So he's given up 7.3 more goals than expected, or he's saved minus 7.3 goals saved above expected. Um, and that's all situations. I think with goalies, you know, you have to kind of, you have to take it all in there, but and the high danger save is what's killing him is the 556 high danger save percentage. So all those high danger saves, he he's only making, you know, he's only basically he's just saving half of the, any of the high danger chances. So that numbers was, if you can improve the high danger save, I think that's going to help. I'll fix a lot of the stuff with Capo Kakinen. And I'm going to, you know, talk about Capo Kakinen here in a minute, but before I do that, do want to let you guys know um, about our friends over at Bet Online. You guys know Bet Online, the number one space uh, wherever you want to get all your sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. They're the number one source. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer, esports. They've got you covered at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, they can got you those as well. So they're the fastest and easiest way to get all your betting fix in. Visit their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. And then make sure you guys go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Thank you guys for making Locked On Sharks your first listen. For your next listen, go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. They're the biggest uh, stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. So available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. All right, for the last section here is kind of three storylines that I am kind of keeping track as these sharks head into the the midpoint. Right, um, I think you have to start with with the goalie tandem. So Reimer right now has been is on track to play start fifty seven games, uh, which would be in a ridiculous, ridiculous amount of, of starts for James Reimer. Um, Kapokakin has had six starts so far in the first 20 games. Um, this this number has to even out a little bit more. So especially James Reimer, who has been great, but we've seen this, right, where 
you start to kind of three, four, five starts in a row, and then you get the game like the Detroit game. And yes, he rebounded really well. He was amazing against the Rangers, right? Um, that game should have been like four, four, one, if it wasn't for Capo or wasn't for James Reimer doing what James Reimer is doing. But I think you have to kind of, you have to try to trust Capo. You have to try to get Capo Kakinen going at some point because you can't expect James Reimer to play 57, start 57 games this year. There's, unless you're one of the top goalies, you just don't play that much. And James Reimer, I love James Reimer. I think he's a, a great guy. James Reimer should not be playing 57 games for you. Um, you're just going to wear him down. And so, and especially if you're probably going to trade him uh, at some point this season, you can't start, you can't have James Reimer starting 57 games. So um, they just want to ride him into the ground right now and then trade him at the trade deadline. More power to you. But I think though you have to get Capo Kakinen playing more and if it's even if it's a two to one start ratio you know Reimer starts two Capo starts one fine but like you can't do this James Reimer's gonna start five games in a row six games in a row seven games in a row situation or else you're you're one you're you don't know what you have with with Capo Kekkonen you have a financial commitment for the next you know two seasons with you kind of have to figure it out at some point with with Capo Kekkonen and two you're kind of going to burn your trade asset if, if you do this. So um, yes. So you have to, you have to kind of, you have to figure that out. Next storyline is of course the children, right? Um, when are Eklund Bortolo, when are they going to kind of, when are we going to see them in, in the NHL? And, you know, they, they've been, they haven't been burning down the AHL, but they've been playing really well down there, you know? Um, so I, I do want to see when, is David Quinn going to kind of rip the, or Mike Greer going to rip the bandaid off and let these guys come up and play? My original take was Christmas, and I'm starting to think it might not be closer to the trade deadline. So unless one of these guys gets on a heater here in the next couple of weeks, and that's more than possible, um, now that they're both kind of playing top line minutes, there's a there's a good chance that that could happen with them. But when are the Sharks going to kind of? play with the new toys right and you know how off how long can you keep trotting nick bonino out there who's gotten you one assist in 20 games so nick bonino is on pace for four assists this season um how long <laughs> how long until we you know the fan until you see what you have in one of these guys so you know between bordello between Eklund, robbins who's been awesome down there but i still think they they'd probably I think the other guy's a little bit more NHL ready at this point, but I wouldn't be surprised if Robbins is playing NHL games this season. But at some point, you're gonna have you're gonna have to see what you have because either the guys on the team aren't performing, i.e., Oscar Lindblom, Nick Benino, etc., or the guys down in the AHL are lighting up, and you need to you need to get them up and see if they can play NHL games. So and then the final thing, of course, is how. Can Timo Meyer and Eric Carlson continue to kind of drag this team that they have been doing in the past? The first 20 games, can they continue this now? You know, Carlson's been playing like a man on fire for the past few weeks. And we, we know his injury history. So can he continue to play the way that he's been playing? And to continue with Meyer, make my 90-point Timo Meyer um, proclamation look realistic. And if he keeps playing the way he's playing... 
he's got a real shot at, at 90 points. I know he's under the pace right now, but if you scrap those first 10 games, Timo Meyer has been amazing the, the last 10 games. And I, I think if he can play at the pace that we've seen the last 10 games, he could be, he could be definitely pushing for 90 points. So again, so what are you doing with the goalies? You got to get Kapokaknen. When are we going to see the children and can Timo and Carlson continue to carry this team to be some sort of relevance? So that's going to be it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow um, to break down the Sharks Sens game. I think I have something special coming up for you as well. Um, yeah, you might actually have like six podcasts this week. So maybe just keep an eye on the feed. So um, if you want to know when something drops, make sure you guys are following along Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram over at Locked on Sharks. If Twitter's still alive, Twitter, Twitter's going to be fine. Um, you can listen, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Odyssey, you name it. Find the podcast there. You can watch on YouTube at uh, Locked on Sharks. Follow me on Twitter at my Fryhole. Be back tomorrow for Send Sharks. And until then, bye, friends.